Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And then, together, they could light up the entire world. Hi, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. We are coming to you live tonight with Praying for America, and it is great to be with you, patriots, Christians from coast to coast and some from around the world. Thank you. Thank you for your commitment to America, to the MAGA movement, uh, for your commitment to Right Side Broadcasting and Priests for Life. We have audiences from uh, both entities uh, combined for this program and uh, just so much more that you do uh, for the nation. We are all praying for one another, and that's part of our program, too. So please leave your prayer requests in the comments. Uh, let us know how we can pray for you, and we'll include those intentions as we pray together from America. And uh, please let me know where you're from. I see some of you already commenting. Uh, uh, Alabama, Oklahoma. Oklahoma just did a tremendous, tremendous uh, step forward for the protection of the unborn and the right to life, a big part of the MAGA agenda, of course, the MAGA principles. Uh, in fact, I was posting today on, on social media that MAGA, you know, some people feel like it's, uh, some people outside our movement, I should say, uh, feel like it's going back. It's about going back to some uh, obsolete time in the past. No, MAGA is not about going back. It's about going deep. It's about going to the foundations of what our nation is about, about the principles that make us strong and free and, uh, and great. That's what it's about. It's rediscovering. You know, that's what renewal is. Anytime we talk about renewal in a community, in a church, in an organization, if you want renewal, what that means is going back to your foundational principles, grasping them more clearly, and recommitting yourself to living them and implementing. That's how a, 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 an entity renews itself without losing its own identity. Some people think renewal is uh, getting, getting disconnected in some way from your identity or from your roots. That's not renewal at all. Uh, but growth is always growth into more of what and who we already are. Uh, so that is the spirit of our of our MAGA movement. We're going to start as we usually do with some scripture, prayer, reflections, and uh, let me see. Uh, I see your prayers coming uh, coming in. Linda is saying MAGA is is uh, more about improving America. Absolutely, and 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 that's the that's the point. You know, improving a country, improving a movement, improving a, a, a business, improving a, a church means living better those foundational principles, not changing them. And actually, not pretending that we can improve on them. You know, that's an interesting thing about MAGA, too, and about America. When you think about, you know, all people are created equal. We're endowed by our creator with in certain inalienable rights. Governments are instituted to secure those rights. Government gets its power only from the consent of the governed. You know what? It doesn't get better, better than that. You can't improve on those principles. Everybody is created equal. How are you going to improve on that? There is no improving on that. So renewal is always about not going backwards, about going deeper, grasping, appreciating even more those 
beautiful um, principles. I see an interesting question here from Myron. Can we address the elephant in the room? I always like addressing elephants in the room because elephants in the room are so big that, you know, if you ignore them, you know what? It's just annoying, isn't it? It's just annoying to ignore elephants in the room. Uh, Biden, I like to say Brandon, and his fellow Democrat pro-abortionists, why aren't they excommunicated? Well, you know, I know we have an interdenominational audience here and, um, uh, but, you know, I get asked this question from Catholics as well as from Christians of other denominations is, hey, shouldn't the church leaders get exercise some discipline? I'm going to tell you something real straight here. The kind of church leaders we have today, they will sooner punish priests like me for fighting and standing up for the unborn than they will punish politicians like Brandon for killing the unborn. And 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 sadly, this is the kind of, you know what it is? I, I is there's a deep state and there's a deep church. And that's and that to me is the long and short of it. You've got corrupt politicians and you've got corrupt church leaders. Now, there are some that are actually corrupt. And again, like I say, they will more more quickly punish somebody like me than somebody like Brandon. But beyond that core of really really bad guys, you've just got a lot of weakness and cowardice. Weakness and cowardice is what it boils down to. And we make excuses for ourselves over and over and over again, and we don't get anything done. They don't want to rock the boat. I say pick up the scriptures and read the Acts of the Apostles. The early Christians and the apostles themselves and St. Paul and his companions were known as the people who turned the world upside down. Talk about rocking the boat. They turned the world upside down. That's what we've got to do. Well, let's go to the scriptures. It's the Easter season. It is the uh, fantastic season of the resurrection. I want to go to the so a part of the resurrection account here in the Gospel of John. Uh, starting with uh, the last chapter of John, starting, I'm sorry, I want to go to, no, 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 I want to go to Luke tonight, Luke 24, uh, starting with verse 36. While they were still speaking about this, this was after the uh, disciples came back from Emmaus and said, we have seen the Lord. When they were still speaking about this in the upper room there, Jesus himself stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. Then he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do questions arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see, I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they were still incredulous for joy and were amazed, he asked them, have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it in front of them. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. 
you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending you the promise of my Father, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Let us pray. Father, let us realize tonight that we are no less blessed at this moment than those apostles were in that upper room on the first Easter night. Because, Father, you sent your Son, and he appeared to them, spoke with them, touched them, ate with them. Father, tonight we gather from so many different places with the very same faith in the resurrection of your Son with the very same burning hearts that those disciples on the road to Emmaus had as they heard him explain the scriptures and that now all the apostles had as they saw him in that room. And again, he opened their minds to the scriptures, that everything had unfolded as it was foretold, the perfect plan of God's salvation. Tonight we are blessed because the same risen Christ is in our midst. Tonight we are blessed because the same perfect plan is unfolding. Tonight we are blessed because the same Holy Spirit is poured out upon us. Father, we rejoice. We are followers of your Son, Jesus Christ. We stand for life, for truth, for freedom, for grace, for righteousness. And we stand proudly for America. Bless us as we pray for our nation. Send that Holy Spirit over this nation, into every nook and cranny of our society, into every government building, into every legislature, into every courtroom, Lord God, into every police station and fire station, into the minds and hearts of every mayor, of every state legislator, of every governor, of every member of Congress, and of all who are in the White House. Send that same powerful spirit who burns out sin, reveals truth to defeat falsehood, brings grace and brings life that conquers death. Send that spirit. We need that spirit, Lord God. We invoke that spirit upon this nation right this very moment in Easter triumph, in resurrection joy. Bless America and bring us to your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Michael, let me ask a few, uh, answer a few of these questions, and I have some comments for you, friends. But please, let me know your questions, comments, prayer intentions. Uh, Michael is asking if I'm going to be at the March for Life in Canada in a couple of weeks. Yes, I know it's happening. I have been there before and spoken there. But this year, uh, my associate, our executive director, Janet Morana, whom you've seen on some of these programs, she will be there. Uh, at the March for Life in Canada. Uh, I have some uh, other events going on during those days here in the States, but she will be there. Please look for her if you're going to be there. And uh, she'll be speaking. And uh, she, of course, is the co-founder of Silent No More. And one of the things that is done at the Canada March, just that is, as it is done at the marches here in the States, is that uh, there are testimonies from those who have had abortions and uh, they are sharing the, well, what we just prayed about, that, that spirit of Christ that conquers sin. They're sharing how they were healed 
uh, by that same spirit. So Janet will be there for, for that. Uh, she'll be marching, of course, and we love to join hands and hearts with our brothers and sisters uh, to the north of us uh, uh, there in Canada. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that particular question. Uh, so let's see. Uh, they don't listen. Let's see. What is uh, Mary saying? Uh, how do you stand uh, listening to the Biden administration if you can't? stand deceivers oh yes we have we have deceivers all around us don't we and uh, it's interesting how the deceivers like to be the ones who say that uh that those who are telling the truth are deceptive well you know that that that's right from uh uh the gospel of john chapter three and that so and that key probably the well most well-known verse of the scriptures god so loved the world that he gave his only son that all who believe in him might not perish, but have eternal life. And then a little bit later from that, from that verse, it talks about the light. This is the verdict. The light came into the world. Some hated the light because they didn't want their deeds to be exposed. But those, it says, who lived the truth come near the light. So truth is not just something we speak. It's something we live. And this is the fundamental division. You know, I always say, don't worry so much that there's division. It's always going to be division. There was division right from the beginning. Worry about whether or not you're on the right side of that division. Division in and of itself isn't something bad. What's bad if we're on the is if we're on the wrong side of it, or if we're creating unnecessary, unnecessary division. A lot of division is absolutely necessary because the light came into the world and some preferred the darkness. There's the source of division right there, and then it takes many different forms beyond that. Uh, is there an address for mail in donations, Phyllis? Uh, well, if you're talking about right side broadcasting at rsbnetwork.com, you will see the address there on the website. Same thing for Priests for Life. And, you know, we appreciate the partnership uh, that we have together, right side and, and Priests for Life working together on programs like this. And uh, we really... Uh, uh, encourage you to uh, be connected with both uh, Right Side Broadcasting and our ministry, of course, online, on social media, and the rest. I mentioned Janet Morana, our executive director, and I wanted to point out to you her new book. It's called Everything You Need to Know About Abortion for Teens. Great for teens. It just came out and uh, just issued, literally published just the other day. And uh, everything you know, need to know about abortion for teens goes into, she's talking directly to teenagers, and it goes into her experiences, some of the common arguments, some of the, it, what it does is inoculates our young people against the nonsense. We talked about deceivers just a moment ago. Uh inoculates them against the nonsense that they will hear from the supporters of abortion. And so therefore, uh, if you want to see this book, if you want to get this book, here's a simple website that you can go to abortionandteens.com and you'll see Janet's new book, abortionandteens.com. Okay. Well, freedom of speech. I spoke the other night here on Praying for America about freedom of speech. Uh, the, the events that unfolded with Elon Musk and Twitter, of course, and how he he has uh, called freedom of speech absolutely essential for democracy. Of course it is. Our, our founders uh, said that. Uh, and I spoke about how it's a basic aspect of our human dignity. 
there is a deep uh, religious aspect uh, to freedom of speech because the spirit of God, scripture says where the spirit of God is, there is freedom. Scripture says, I believed, therefore I spoke. Faith has to be spoken. It's got to be proclaimed from the rooftops, in fact. So freedom of speech and uh, religious conviction go hand in hand. Uh, but, you know, there's another dimension, too, uh, and that is uh, freedom in the sense of American freedom. If you don't live in a free country, you're not going to feel like you can say what you think. And that's an excellent test of the quality of freedom at any particular point in history. Are you free? Do you feel free to say what you really think? If so, well then that's freedom. If not, you're not living in a free country anymore. And this is a key barometer for us all to uh, be measuring each day. You know, I was recently at the policy summit of the AFPI, the America First Policy Institute. Now, this is an institute, you may know about it. If not, uh, you, you should. I talked about it also the other night. Uh, and it was created by uh, people in the Trump who were in the Trump administration. And uh, it's for exactly what it says, continuing to advance America First policies. Many of the things President Trump speaks about at his rallies, which, by the way, Two nights from now, we're going to be together watching his rally, right? Uh, coming Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time from Nebraska. Uh, we'll be watching. We'll be together. Uh, promote it. Let's promote it. I always send out emails to our entire list at Priests for Life telling them to watch, tune in to the rallies, uh, which you can see at Right Side Broadcasting. And also we have a website called PresidentTrumpRallies.com. Now, back to uh, the, the question of freedom of speech. You know, I was at this America First Policy Institute, and one of the things we were discussing, a, an idea I want to put into your minds, and I think that many of you uh, will, will, want to, will want to be um, uh, promoters of this idea. In Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, we have that very familiar provision that discrimination may not be exercised by employers, for example, uh, on the basis of a person's, and, and here's what they list, race, color, religion, sex, or national origin, right? So they've got these provisions in Title VII. And you can't, it's against the law to discriminate based on those things. And here's the idea we were discussing. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, Eastern time, by the way, uh, President Trump's rally, uh, Eastern time. And Maggie, I don't know, what in the world are you talking about? Trump is not the president. Well, well, you, don't, you don't use the term president for somebody who has held that high office? What, what, what country do you belong to, Maggie? I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. Um, president Trump. So in any case, we're going to watch him on Friday night. President Donald Trump. You know who that picture is right next to me there, President Donald Trump. So in any case, this discrimination question. So here was the idea. We've got to add something to Title VII. Political convictions. That discrimination in this country by employers, 
by the government, by anybody, must not be allowed. And in fact, if it is found, it should be punished. Not only based on race, color, religion, sex, or national origin, but add for political convictions. Because, you know, you think about it for a minute now, religion is in there, right? Or religion, people can change their religion. Religion is a matter of, of, of a person seeking the truth in matters relating to God, finding the truth as they see it, adhering to it and living it out as best they can. Now, we know truth is not subjective, it's objective. There is a truth out there and God reveals it. Sometimes, you know, people are a little confused and it takes a while for them to find it. So there is a truth. We proclaim the truth of the gospel. But religious freedom and religious discrimination, you know, it's a matter of a person freely accepting and not being forced to accept it, freely accepting it. But it's a decision that the person makes, right? So it is with political convictions. Well, people think about them long and hard. We often wrestle with them. We get tried in the crucible of experience. And uh, our political convictions can change and we all influence one another as to what those convictions are or should be. And ultimately, it becomes part of our identity. And we know, you know as well as I, we have got tremendous discrimination going on today uh, in the arena of political convictions, people being punished in various ways, losing their jobs, losing positions and privileges. This has got to be, this has got to be punished by the law. So why not add this to Title VII? I think we should start talking to our legislators about that. And uh, don't you think that's a good idea? Uh, let me know your further thoughts about that. And let's get a, uh, you know, let's get a, a conversation going about this. Because that would be an excellent Excellent addition, revision uh, to the law. You know, there's a number of things going on in the uh, in the arena that I work on. I, for those of you that don't know me, uh, and uh, you know, I am uh, thanks to a decision that I made back in uh, 1993, devoted full time. I don't have like a church that you know priests would often be assigned to. I, I work full-time in the pro-life arena. And uh, one of the big things going on, two big things going on in the movement right now uh, that I want you to be really attentive to, one of them is uh, April, and we still have a few days left to April, is what's called Abortion Recovery Awareness Month. There are people, and I think I saw it in some of the comments, uh, there are people out there who are... Uh, all around us who have had abortion, have some involvement in abortion. This movement does not condemn you. Uh, this movement does not judge you. This movement embraces you with compassion. And abortion causes a lot more wounds uh, than we realize. Brothers and sisters, this month is dedicated to helping people become aware of what those wounds are and what the healing is. So I want to give you a special website, What Follows Abortion. That's the website, whatfollowsabortion.org.com will work as well. This is one of our websites. And uh, go there and learn more about this. And I'll be having a special broadcast uh, on our, on our, our channel, endabortion.tv, 
uh, starting at seven o'clock tomorrow morning, actually, Eastern time about the healing, the wounds and the healing that follow abortion. So whatfollowsabortion.com, you'll find a lot of info there. Secondly, the Dobbs case, and we've talked about that a lot on this program. Uh, the Supreme Court is going to issue its decision pretty soon in this big case called the Dobbs case. And uh, I'm grateful for Right Side Broadcasting covering this 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 momentous uh, development in our public policy very closely. Uh, our RSBN team was was out there in front of the Supreme Court with me on the day that the oral arguments occurred, December first, and uh, now the decision is going to come out very soon. So we're doing a lot of educational work on that, and I'm going to give you a website for that as well. Supreme Court Victory, so SupremeCourtVictory.com or .org. Uh, you'll see videos, you'll see documentation, you'll see a lot to help you understand this very momentous case that could reverse Roe versus Wade. And it would put the matter back into the hands of the people because in 1973, the courts took it out of the hands of the people, gave abortion a special constitutional status, which it doesn't deserve. It's nowhere in the constitution or in the tradition or history of, of our public policy. And so the court might be making a might be making a major correction to its past mistakes. We'll see how far they go. But to understand the case again, SupremeCourtVictory.com. So two key websites: What Follows Abortion and Supreme Court Victory. Tune in to those places. I want to go back to prayer. One somebody was saying uh, I noticed. Uh, about Christianity not being a religion. You know, the word religion is used in various different ways. Uh, uh, I use it in a very personal sense. Uh, The the word is talking about uh, who you are tied to. And I think what I am saying is exactly what, what Karen here is saying. You either follow the light, which is Jesus, or the darkness, which is Satan. Yeah, it's about whom you follow. It's about who's the center of gravity in your life. It's about who your ultimate loyalty belongs to. It's about who you are and who you know that God is. It's a key part of human dignity. In fact, one of the ways you define human dignity is that we, unlike uh, the the pets that we have, unlike the chair that we're sitting in, unlike the cameras that are bringing you this transmission, we have an ability to have a conscious, free relationship with the God who made us. That distinguishes human beings from uh, the lower forms of creation. Uh, And a religion is simply about that. What's our relationship with God? And every decision that we make is either bringing us closer to God or far away from him. We don't stay neutral. We don't don't stay still. We're always moving one way or the other. We got to make sure we're moving in the right way. Uh, We got to make sure that we are uh, always coming closer to God. And that's the difference between our religious activities and our spiritual life. Religious activities are religious activities. We're reading the Bible, we're saying certain prayers, we're going to church. Spiritual life involves everything we do or don't do. Every decision we make, every activity we engage in, every relationship that we have. Spiritual life is, are the things we are doing, and including voting, by the way, are the things we are doing bringing us closer to the Lord or farther away? 
I say including voting, and I want to bring up a third resource that I really want to urge you to stay connected with, and that is ProLifeVote.com. We're getting ready for these midterm elections. We are uh, helping one another to get ready for these midterm elections. There are primaries underway pretty soon. Uh, starting in in May, there's a whole bunch of states that are having their primary elections. Get to know whether your state is one of them. We have voter trainings going on. We have calendars that show you the primary dates, the voter registration deadlines. ProLifeVote.com is where you can find this and more, and you can see there how you can sign up for our voter trainings that we do on on Zoom, and we'd be happy to connect with you on that. So go to ProLifeVote.com. A lot of different resources here, friends, a lot of different websites. But let's turn back to prayer now, and thank you for your uh, comments uh, uh, in, the, uh, uh, in, the, in the different platforms that you are watching on. And let's take all the prayer intentions that you have given us tonight, and let's together lift them up to the Lord and pray for our entire nation once again. Father, we come before you filled with faith, filled with conviction that this nation is in fact great and that we have a role in making it great again. Lord, we ask you to bless President Donald Trump and all his associates and his family and all those who are working to advance the principles of this great movement that he leads, the MAGA movement. We ask you, Lord, to Receive all the prayers and the needs of your people, whether it be for health, for wisdom in making decisions, for consolation in the midst of sorrow, uh, for family members who may not be practicing the faith that they may return, for success in work, in business, in educational endeavors. Lord God, all these and more are the intentions of your people tonight, and we all join in praying for one another's needs. Where two or more agree, you will grant our petitions. Lord, we seek only to do your will, and in that will to be strengthened for our ultimate fulfillment in eternal life and for the advancing of your kingdom as you will us to play a role. Bless our work, bless our families, bless our nation, bless our leisure, bless our worship, bless us. And now we join all our prayers and praises together in offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever Amen. Friends, you can see on the bottom of the screen my um, uh, address there, my handle on social media, starting with Truth Social. I hope you're signed up for Truth Social, whether your account is activated or not. Be patient. But Truth Social, I'm on there at FR Frank Pavone and the other major social media platforms as well. Let's stay connected that way. Stay connected with Right Side as well. RSB Network, Right Side Broadcasting, on the major social media platforms. And 
We'll stay connected. We'll stay encouraged. Spread the word about this program, too, so that we can join each other each weeknight here on Right Side Broadcasting and on our Priests for Life channels as well. God bless you, friends. Father Frank Pavone here. And uh, thanks for joining me tonight. We'll talk to you soon. We're not just any news network. We show the crowd. We show the energy. We show the enthusiasm. We interview people. We show the smiles on everyone's faces as they fill into one of these venues to support their president, to support their values, their beliefs, their flag, their country. We show all of that to you. We bring it right up to you and make it personal as if you're with us here experiencing it for yourself. This is one of the things that we pride ourselves in doing is showing you on the ground experience of how, how people are seeing it and experiencing it for themselves. Just the energy is so electric and exciting. People recognize us everywhere we go. We have to stop and take photos. There are thousands of people that come up to us after each event and ask us to keep fighting for them, keep showing the truth. They thank us. They thank us for giving them a voice because nobody else will give them a voice. Instead, they take who they really are and turn them into something that they're not. They try to say that these are white supremacist gatherings and they're neo-Nazis. They, they spin all these false narratives, but in reality, there are Filipinos, there are Thai people, they're Chinese, they're Brazilian, they're Cubans, they're Africans, they're Jamaicans, they're Americans. There are people from all over the world, to be honest with you. Everybody supports this president. Everybody supports American ideals of liberty, truth, freedom. We can't thank you enough for supporting us at Right Side Broadcasting Network. We are almost entirely viewer supported. This isn't just our network, it's your network. This is a network for the people. This is a network that's about truth, delivering the truth, showing what's actually happening in the world from the perspective of the average person. We don't take money from big corporations. We don't take money from billionaires and big donors. We are all about the people. We're an independent media corporation. Your donations keep us up to support Right Side Broadcasting. Go to our website, go to rspnetwork.com slash donate. Send your checks to our physical address or donate via Super Chat during our live streams. God bless you and thank you for supporting Right Side Broadcasting Network. has been the end abortion podcast to learn more to help end abortion and to connect with us on social media visit endabortion.net